In today's podcast, we are going to talk about social institutions. Social institutions influence our entire development as a person, from what we know, what we believe in, and even our basic actions and behaviors. Of us here today is a Bravo student from Mr. Brian Fritch's sociology class. Jet. I am, I am Jet, and I'm currently a senior at Bravo Medical Magnet High School. So tell me, Jet, being a Bravo student, there must be a huge focus on education. How is your experience with this school and your workload? Yes, there's a lot of homework, too much homework in fact. There are days where I only get a few hours of sleep because there's so much. And I think this is to prepare, prepare, prepare us for higher education as the future workforce in education school is a big section of social institutions. As you said, school and education is indeed a social institution. It teaches kids socialization and integration, provides credentials for the workforce, and it also has the latent functions of training kids to work an eight-hour job, provide childcare, and provide an opportunity to make friends. But are you satisfied with the current school system? What are some areas that need improvement? Well, to start off, let's talk about the one thing that all students hate, that is homework. Many believe that there's a correlation with more homework and higher scores than that the previous generation, who attribute their success towards homework, continue to impose the system on the next generation along with all the standardized tests and cur- curriculum that goes along with it. However, you hear many administrators talking about it, about promoting creativity and innovation in the in STEM fields and such. How can we have the time to be creative and curious if all our time is spending on doing homework? What's, what's up with that? I agree with you completely. In fact, Finland, which does not assign students overwhelming amounts of homework or standardized tests as here in the U.S., continues to dominate the global ranking in terms of education. This basically disproves the idea that more homework means smarter students. It's actually counterproductive. Homework creates more stress, forces students to cram for tests, and in the end, it does not even work. I feel that homework, in a sense, is just having students produce more and more work so that teachers have something to show to administrators to prove that they are, quote, learning. When, when in fact, students are just regurgitating information. Us uh, students most of the time are just doing it for the grade and not for the actual content since there's just too much to focus on learning. Yeah, there are plenty of problems in education and the U.S. isn't doing much to help its people. All the U.S. basically does is throw money at the problem, but never creating a solution okay. to the problem. When you compare U.S. Con- edu- US con- in education to, the other, to other nations, they spend much less but get the job done. Over here, the government spends the spends, the, but kids are st- are just still are just still as dumb. As for problems, there are indeed plenty of problems. There's issues with funding, school safety, pressure, discipline, privatization, and Common Core testing, to name some of the big ones. Can you tell me about a few? Let's just start with findings. Funding shall. We, as we've just recently had the LUSD teacher strike fighting for more school funding. There's not enough for basic school supplies. Teachers are underpaid 
there are some schools with large, very large class sizes, some with over 40 students, in fact. And there's a big advantage for schools in richer communities than poorer communities since they got more funding from higher taxes in those areas. Despite being one of the richest nations in the world, the U.S. still has issues with funding its schools for basic needs. What do you think some of the solutions are for this? Well, the government really needs to get involved with its country's own problems. Government officials need to understand how much money it takes to educate each student according to present standards before making decisions on how funds should be distributed. Here in California, we are ranked 27 in funding for education and each student cost around 11558 the government should also focus more than more on the students rather than rich corporations. When you look at the billions of dollars these business take business make, the government can simply put more taxes on the rich to use as funding for schools. In addition, the amount of wasted taxpayer money on military operations and weapons can be a better spent. America has plenty of money, but it doesn't does not know how to spend it correctly. As a student, how do you feel about the pressure and testing everyone has to go through? Do you see that affecting the way teachers teach? Students are too stressed because they are pressured to have good grades, community service, extracurriculars, and into good college. Here at Bravo, students are constantly de constantly sleep-deprived, deal, deal with constant mental stress, take on numerous extracurricular activities and difficult courses in order to compete into good colleges. Teachers, too, are pressured, pressured, <laughs> pressured by common core standards and testing. Because of this, they, can be, they can't be creative. With that, they teach and instead focus on preparing us on, t on tests. Speaking about teachers, we all have that one teacher we all like and that one teacher we never want to see again. Without good teachers, no matter how much money you give to a school, the students still won't learn much. Stu student, uh, teachers are the key to student success, yet many teachers are not even competent enough to teach. They are just sitting there to collect their paycheck. So what makes a good teacher good? And what should be the qualifications? A good teacher is one of is one that has the heart and, and intention to actually teach students and have knowledge to do so. From my experience, they should be patient, easy to approach, caring, and passionate about what they do. They need to understand that their course is not the single most important course, and. That students are constantly trying to balance the workload from each course. Teachers should have at least a master's degree and an extended period of years as a teacher assistant. In addition to all the testing and certification requirements before becoming a teacher, teachers need to have a clear understanding of their subject and have enough experience before actually starting their own. If they can't handle that commitment, then it shows that they're not cut out for teaching and that would prevent bad teachers from making it into the education field. Switching away from academics, how do you see the issue of school safety? 
and what should we do about it? Recently, there have been several inc incidents of school shootings, as well as, as well as continuing problems with drugs and illegal possessions among students. I think regarding issues with drugs and alcohol possession, they are generally keeping kept under control with random searches, but most students who do, who do those things are able to avoid them. I see students vaping or smoking weed in the restrooms, and they still haven't been caught by the school faculty. As for school shootings, it is becoming a very alarming problem, but once again, the government does not do much to help. I think, it, I think there's need to be more frequent searches, more supervisors, metal detectors at school, entrances to detect concealed weapons, and harsher punishments for violations to, con to discourage such acts. With enough focus on current issues, now let's, uh, let's now talk about the future of education. As we all want a better educational experience for the next generation of students, Several candidates are being proposed that will, that will revolutionize traditional teaching, and they include virtual reality, CAN Academy, and mastery grading. Let's talk about one of each. Virtual reality such sounds pretty interesting. All we basically need is our phone and virtual reality headset, and I think it, it really transforms learning to a more technological based curriculum that matches the advances we have right now. It uses visual and interactive learning where you can travel anywhere in the world and experience real-life simulations, all from the classroom. Teachers can, can teach complex ideas with similar experiences. I think students should, I mean, I think students would be more engaged this way and would be much easier to learn information than using traditional textbooks that mostly everyone finds absolutely boring. Khan Academy is already used by many teachers who integrate it into their courses. How do you think it will be if Khan Academy is the main focus in which students learn? Is it better than traditional learning? Khan Academy is basically where teachers put digital lessons where everyone can access and learn and it was also started by just one guy, Salman Khan. It is a free world-class education for anyone and anywhere in the world as long you have internet access. In this type of education, students would watch videos at home and do problems in class and it's it also shows you how to obtain answers to problems in real life, in real time. Every student can move at their own pace and teachers can monitor students' progress and help them one by one when they are stuck. It seems nice and all, but I really think it minimizes the role of the teacher. The teacher is basically not doing the teaching anymore, but rather the video is. I feel that online lessons like Khan Academy should act as support for the students and not as the main form of teaching. How would mastery grading work? Master, mastery grading is the idea that everyone can learn their material if provided with the right conditions and support. In this form of education, only tests are graded and classwork and homework are worth no points. That's really scary if you think about it, since your entire grade is based on a couple of tests. 
and if you crash on that day, it's basically over for you. Yeah, there, but there's a catch. You can only move on the next level when you have mastered the current level. Meaning, unless you understand everything that you need to understand and learn. You don't, you don't advance to a higher course and this really makes sure there are no gaps in your education. Like if you haven't mastered in addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. You can expect, how can you expect to master algebraic education and higher equations and higher level math? Over time, students accumulate more and more gaps in their understanding and when they teach, I mean when they reach a certain level, their foundation crumbles and they fail miserably. Mastery grading is different. Here, the fixed variable is the mastered material. Everyone learns and understands the material completely. The changing variable is the time it takes for students to learn as every student has a different pace. Those who need more time on the subject is given more time and those who can advance will advance. I think that seems like a very good idea since it makes sure that foundations are strong before building on top of it, which the current education system does a very bad job at. However, there is the issue of impracticality as students will be at entirely different paces and it will take way too long for students to cover the material. But no matter what type of edu- but no matter what type of education the future holds, a teacher is still irreplaceable. And with the advances and widespread use of technology, we are sure to see more of that in the classrooms.